Welcome to From the Resort Podcast. Uh, it's been a while since I had one of these. It's episode 27. Uh, I'm your host, Tim Wilshire, and today's a special edition episode. We, at the Queenstown Chamber of Commerce, we recently uh, went uh, to an event, which was a basically a networking event. It was called Speedy Connections, and um, it was sponsored uh, by Two Degrees, and uh, we got to hear from uh, some of the people from Two Degrees. So, this particular uh, podcast, we'll hear from uh, Ollie Richardson initially. Uh, Johnny Quinn, such a funny guy. I really like some of the tips and all the stuff. Some really, edu- this is really an educational podcast uh, here in Queenstown. It was hosted at uh, the Heritage, um, which is a classic venue, um, old but uh, very good views. Um, so yeah, I met quite a few people there. I didn't get to record. I didn't want to record all the conversations amongst the individuals but it's just mainly the presentation and and what um you know something to listen to it's some good good educational content about how you connect with people body language um the trajectory of voice all of that sort of thing so uh, i thought it was quite interesting and uh met some new people there as you usually do at those events so have a listen and uh, let me know what you think Focus on some skills, yeah? Let's focus on some skills that can help us. We've already broken the room, but do you know that kind of butterfly feeling you get in your stomach when you've got to stand up in front of people? And maybe you don't, but, you know, we don't get rid of those butterflies because I te- we, we try to teach them to fly in form- formation. Yeah? It's generally what we're trying to do, trying to get, you know, get control of your fear and get over the fear. But it's natural to feel some element of fear, and this is actually what it's called. Yeah, so it's a Greek word, comes from the Greek word, and that's really what it's all about. And that's a natural fear. It's probably not good if you don't feel any fear. But where does public oh. speaking fit in the top ten fears in the world? Oh. It's pretty up there. Would it be number one or would it be number <laughs> It is arguably, arguably one of the highest fears in the world. I mean, it, what's interesting about number seven, it means that people would actually rather die <laughs> So the person delivering the eulogy would rather be in the coffin. You've just got to really consider that it's high in people's level of fear. And there are three elements to fear around public speaking. Yeah? First and foremost, try to have a conversation with people. Don't consider it to be a monologue. Try to create some element of dialogue. And that can really help you. So ask questions, you know, in terms of, and when you meet somebody, try to connect with them and ask them. Now don't sort of ask them, what do you do? Because that's, that's not the point. You're supposed to be pitching your elevator pitch to them, you know, but sort of try and connect with them in some way and find out w- what it is. But if you consider it as a conversation rather than a speech, it's a lot easier. The audience can be scary. Scary people. I'm looking at your faces now. You're scary lot. How can I get over the fear of an audience? Do a bit of sleuthing, maybe check you out on LinkedIn beforehand, find out who's coming along and find out your profile. I was meeting a scary CEO one day, but he happened to be into sailing. So, you know, and I kind of connected with him on sailing. And so you find some sort of connection. LinkedIn's there. Do you, how many of you use LinkedIn? Yeah, a few of you. We're going to talk about that later. So we'll talk about that as, you know, versus business cards. So getting connected with your audience is quite important. And also, you know, by virtue of delivering a presentation, it can very often be future-oriented, you know? I don't want to get fired, you know what I mean? I, you know, I want to get married, yeah, that's a tough presentation, yeah? So, 
my daughter pitches to me constantly about every piece of tech that she needs. So, you know, it's like, you know, it's a, a iPhone XR was last year, and now it's Apple headphones, which I am not paying a thousand dollars for. So, you know, but she's pitching all the time to me, and it's get your kids to pitch to you. It's a really good idea. So, getting over the fear. Once you're over the fear, and once you've got some skills around fear, practicing it, then we got to work on this, you know, this thing, this God-given gift. And you know, the human voice is the instrument we all play. It can start a war, or it can tell somebody that loves you love them. You know, so how well do you use yours? What's the Kiwi accent? You know, yeah, nah, yeah. Think outside the square, or do we think outside the box? Very confusing for anyone not not from New Zealand. Yeah. So using slang, languages, colloquialisms, you know, neck minute, yeah, can cause a lot of problems. Yeah. So we got we got to watch out for it. So would you like me to show you? Common techniques, because I spent a lot of years working with BBC backstage, and these are the sort of techniques that people use to get their voice ready before they get up and actually speak. Would you like me to show you those? Yeah. So first and foremost, to do that, I need you to stand up put your drinks down. So what you need to do is you need to breathe, okay? And I mean breathe out in a round way. I don't mean up. If you're breathing and lifting your shoulders, we have a breathing coach, Emma Ferris, in the region, and she'll teach you that lifting your shoulders up is lifting your diaphragm and not helping you at all. You want to try and push your stomach out as you breathe in. You'll get breathing, okay? So big breath in. Breath, breath out again. Now try a full breath and then hum all the way out till your breath runs out. So a big breath in and then it feels like a feels like I'm at the, I'm a leader of a sect or something. <laughs> I'll do that right next we're gonna get our lips ready with ba 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 okay follow follow me yes very good and then we're going to, our lips again, we're going to work on a motorboat, if anybody's <laughs> Kids are not in a motorboating, never hurt anyone. <laughs> right, so the lips are working now. Now we're going to move on to the tongue, the largest, one of the largest muscles in the body, with la, 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 la. And then we're going to roll our R's with a It's like champagne on your tongue. Beautiful. So there's only one, la one last one to do, and you feel the most doing this, so come with me on this. It's called the siren. It starts off wee high at the top and all the way at the bottom. So you start off with a big breath and it's <laughs> Give yourselves a round of applause. You are, your voices are now ready. Good. So your voices are ready. Let's just work on how we can maybe some specific skills around the voice and how we can improve it. So there are five characteristics. The first one is, this is my high voice. If I spend the entire evening talking this way, I'm going to run out of voice and it's going to be really hard for the people listening to me. But we vote for politicians with lower voices, as Winston Peters is in a testament to, okay? So it's the only time you hear it's okay to have a cigarette is about lowering your voice and having a, having it. So please don't start smoking just because I said so. But basically, we're, we love lower resonating voices. So turn to your neighbor and try, this is my high voice and this is my low voice. I'll give you one minute, go.
on back. Come on back, that was easy. Okay, we got four more to go. Okay. So next up we have the pitch. What an interesting sentence in speech therapy. Yeah, there are seven different words. There are six different meanings. The last word does not make any sense if I put emphasis on it. So I'm afraid I have some bad news. Does not make sense. But every other word changes the meaning of the sentence. So you wake up in hospital, you don't know what happened. The doctor walks in and she says to you, Johnny, I'm afraid I have some bad news for you. Do you want that one? Or do you want, Johnny, I'm afraid I have some bad news for you. Completely different meaning by changing the emphasis. But Kiwis don't do this. Yeah? For some reason. Yeah, Irish people love doing it. Because we love the diddly I sing song of everything. But maybe I see a very kind of generic kind of flat tone. And we'll come on to how we make it rise and inflect a little bit. But turn to your neighbor, pick one word, say the sentence, and ask them to work out which word. And if they have no idea, you're not doing it. So try to really stress the word that you're highlighting. Go, Good, okay, come on back. So that was, I'm afraid I have some bad news. It's totally different to, I'm afraid I have some bad news. Yeah, so it's just about stopping and pausing on the word as you go through. Now, the next one is prosody, which I love. If I ask down in Chattopar Primary School or Waterford High School kids to come up and talk, they will talk like this because this is the way you make a presentation. You talk like a robot in front of a class, and this is how we're taught. I'm not using any prosody now. I'm speaking in a monotone, which is a monotonous way of speaking. But if I add some interest into it, if I go too far, I become like an actor, and we don't particularly want to do that either. So we want to be somewhere in the middle between those two. You want to try and add more prosody to your speaking. So try, I am not reading this, I am reading this in a monotone voice, and then with your neighbor, try, I'm not reading this in a monotone voice. Give it a go. <laughs> Now, read this in a monotone voice. I am not reading this in a monotone voice. So come on, mate. 
But I just overheard a comment at the front here and said, for you to let you sound really angry. You know, so, yeah, it depends how you use it. Yes, you want to try and make, it's all about just trying to make your voice as more interesting as possible as you go along. Now, one of now what I need to do is I need to imagine my voice is a ball and I'm going to be throwing it to the far end of the room. Now if I go too far I'm shouting. Yeah, okay, we don't want to be shouting either. It's starting to sound like Ian Paisley or some evangelical person. We want to sound make it interesting. We want to bring all this together. We want a low voice. We want prosody in it and tone, but we also want projection. We want to project our voices. So with your neighbor, try <laughs> and I am projecting my voice. You can go far, go, go high with it, give it a go. Go! So, connections and working together for, well, 
what does this mean? So we thought, well, what do we do? We'll ask businesses. We'll ask businesses about what difference that makes in New Zealand. So on a biannual basis, we do a shaping business survey, where we ask businesses about, you know, what are the challenges, where can we make a difference in, in the marketplace, and how can we help? So we looked at businesses and we asked, first of all, can they put themselves into categories? Are they thriving? Are they struggling? Are they reviving? Sorry, they're reviving, thriving, or just surviving? And interesting stats were 53% of those businesses felt they were just surviving and felt that improving the way that they connect with other businesses and their customers could really help. Drilling down into those stats, 43% of those businesses are doing exactly what we're doing here today, connecting with each other. And looking into that, we looked at the analysis of those parties, those businesses that put themselves in that thriving area, and 57% are marked high level were already connecting. So there's a, there's a real connection there between connecting and growing the business. So today you will grab that opportunity, and we're going to hear from Johnny around those tools of how you can really use connection to do better in your businesses. So behind that power of connection, you think we've all been through some periods now where the virtual world has been how we've connected. So we've had to use different tools. We've really focused over the last years of keeping that technology in the background for investing in our network. So we've built a network and spent a billion dollars on our broadband mobile network and really extended that to reach 98% of where Kiwis work and live and built aggressively our cell towers. You'll see them popping up everywhere. And sort of 1,800 cell towers, which enables us to connect New Zealanders. And we've brought on customers from small businesses across the regions, through businesses we've helped incubate, to large organizations such as New Zealand Post. So that scale over the years has really, really made a difference to New Zealand in how we've grown and, and built the network. So on a local level, before we just so show just that growth and how quickly we've extended our network. So within Queenstown Lakes, we've seen a marked increase in where we can serve the populations to 98% in both Queenstown Lakes and Central Otago. And even when there are people, there's that real need to grow and extend the network. So on our highways through Queenstown, Central Otago, um, we've extended that network massively. So this is more than just making sure you can listen to Spotify when you're driving along. This is a safety need. So this will continue to, to grow as we build out and as infrastructure in quite challenging areas is increased. So hence the work we'll be doing across Queenstown Lakes, across those highways. So we're going to look quite a Oh no, we're getting there. We're getting there. Don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. So one of the other stories here, and I think this is a real testament, I, I must have missed out on this. One of our, um, a few of our team were at Kinross Wineries, Gibson Valley. And that was a really good example of the manager there, whilst they were having a few wines, no doubt, was saying that it was absolutely transformational once two degrees had built their network there for his business and his staff. So this is really shows the key in having decent connectivity in those areas. The other area we saw, like, and, and this is really, really good news, 
is during the Easter weekend, we saw a 50% increase in traffic on our network. So this is great news. It shows there's tourism buzz, people sending Instagrams, people connecting, people hopefully making bookings and things like that within the region. So it's amazing to see that insights and busyness that's kicking in there. So important things, we want to not just empower you with Johnny's insights and how to connect and work with each other, but we're going to give you a bit of a treat as well. So there's a business card draw, you can enter and win a, a Galaxy S20. And also, we're really, there's a few of us here in the audience, please reach out, because as part of our alliance with Chamber, we've also got a pretty cool deal for business connections. So please reach out, have a chat, and um, thank you, and without further ado, over to Johnny. See the pressure of going before a present holiday. <laughs> 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 I'm Thank you Thanks, Ollie. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's never an easy gig going on before <laughs> a present holiday. So welcome to Speedy Connections. It's awesome to be here. This is going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Here is my public service announcement. This is what you look like before you have kids, okay? <laughs> Two kids later, I've got no hair, yeah, big bulb spot. So yeah, what do I do? Why should you listen to me? I'm all about getting people up and presenting. So generally, presentations, if you think about it, are the visible difference between you and your competition. People suffer that when they get up in front of people as in a big group like this. But if you think about it, we're gonna ask you later to just talk in smaller groups. And that's, that can be troublesome as well, you know, just generally public speaking. So I thought in the next half hour, we would try and look at some of the skills that can help you kind of get better communication when you're in a group of people. But before that, to get things moving, Everybody hits an icebreaker, don't they? Yeah. Oh, get, oh, get, well, what are you going to make us do, Johnny? Well, this, believe it or not, at the CINZ conference is now an annual fixture. 400 people insist on playing this. Rock, paper, scissors, right, okay? And I have a very nice prize here worth a big chunk of change, okay, for this one. So what the task here is to get up Get moving, go and find somebody and play rock, paper, scissors. Three lots of it. Oh yeah, and we'll probably have complaints from the room. So, you know, <laughs> consider it. But did, does a few people want to try that? Two ladies at the back of the room, could you project your voice to me, please? Yes, I can. Good, give us it. Go I'm projecting my voice, give us it. I am projecting my voice. You are, I can hear it crying. Good, over here at this side of the room. Do you want to go? Yeah, I'm definitely projecting my voice. You are, yeah, and behind you? I'm also projecting my voice. You are, yeah, good, no problem. I'm projecting my You voice. are projecting <laughs> Who's got a real problem with this? Anybody got a real problem? No? Good, we shall move on. Very good. What about pace? Pace is a big problem. We have a gentleman in Toastmasters who speaks at about <laughs> 70 <laughs> words per minute. It's quite annoying. <laughs> It's also very annoying if you're Irish and you speak very, very quickly. I've got sort of 200 words per minute because nobody really knows what you're talking about at all. Yeah? And they're all nobody can follow you. So what, what level should we be at? And is there technology that will help us with this? Yes, there is. So we'll, I think you'll all get this, so we'll jump over that. But I just want to show you some of the ways and some tools that can help you. You can also get ready with... So, you know, this is a good one. So here we go. Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers, but it's not fun enough. How about one that if you get it wrong, you say a naughty word? Try it with me. I slit a sheet, a sheet I slit, and on that slitted sheet I sit. So 
I'll do that tangent. I didn't hear one shit. Well done. Very good. Well done. And they're in all different languages. So these two gentlemen over in the States invented an app that can help you with all this. It's called Our I, and this is what it does. So it's essentially a voice coach. Um, you can download it. It's completely free, Our I app, and you can transcribe your voice and it gives you feedback on pitch, pace, prosody, volume, clarity, and gives you some real metrics around it. But Microsoft, in their wisdom, have also included it into PowerPoint. Anybody got Office 365? Yeah, if you've got Office 365, it's right there. It's called Presenter Coach. Rehearse with Coach. It will listen for inclusive language. It's got some AI in it. The average CEO, he really needs to improve his speaking skills. Inclusive? No. So it gives you some real feedback, yeah, on, on language such as that. So give it a look. It's right there. Rehearse with Coach if you've got Office 365. And it will give you this little metric window down in the bottom corner here that will show you your pace. So 140 words per minute, you're right on the mark, yeah? So you can actually practice your presentation with that. So there's a little few tech ideas. Now I've got a few minutes left, so we're just going to touch on the voice is one aspect of it. Yeah, obviously getting over the fear, but also what am I doing up here? You know, what space am I using? And if I'm in a group of four or five people, how do I move through it? What about how I'm dressed? Yeah, what's the traditional dress? How, that communicates our brand. So I remember quite a few years ago we had, it was a male company and it was surely colored red and black so we wore red and black you know to match it wherever we went so trying to wear your brand and you know come across that way you can do that with clothing now the arms can be confusing you know if you're sitting out there and somebody's maybe you know a little bit defensive and doesn't agree with you that can be distracting as a presenter but they could also just be a little bit cold you know they could just with their shoulders up a little bit so try to work it out as you go along but generally the arms you know watch what people are doing that they're not totally defensive against you. Now these two things cause a huge problem. Holly, I'm going to give you the upper hand in our shake. Okay? You've not got the upper hand. Yeah? Donald Trump was famous for taking <laughs> the upper, upper hand. Yeah? So the upper hand is a, that's where the term comes from, the upper hand. Now if we're real bros, we could go for the Roman soldier. Yeah? The origin of the arm wrestle. Yeah, okay, so we could actually, so we could do that as well. So there are different, just in the handshake, and what happens COVID, or we don't shake hands. How did we deal with that? What happens if I worked in the Middle East for 20 years? If culturally you shouldn't shake hands with a lady, you know, who wears a bayah, yeah, who, who doesn't want to shake hands with you. So you're one of the things, you know, we saw the fist bumps and it all felt a bit cheesy. <laughs> the one I like the most is this one. If you don't want to shake hands with somebody, if you say very nice to meet you, that is a very generally you know nice thing to do worldwide so put your hand to your heart and say nice to meet you you know and I mean so if, if, if you've got fear around you know touching and connecting with somebody else yeah so just watch out for that but you know fist pumps and all the other things what else do we see well missing the lecturers you know this is all fear worry yes yeah, is worry yeah you don't even know you're doing it the only way to know that you're doing it is to video yourself and watch it back which nobody ever does because we hate doing it, don't we? So these are all fear. Yeah? The hands should be below the chin and above the waist. That's the area they should be in. All this stuff is all fear. This is all nerves, fear. This is all, I'm lying, if you listen to the CIA. Yeah? So it's all just in your glasses. So just generally watch where the hands are. Try to give information to people when you're talking to them. I'm not sure you're going to do that in a group of three or four. You know, 
explain to you, you know, but you could, you could use your hands to communicate and try to you know, give information with them is the best thing. Just watch out for some of the weirdisms we've seen, like whoever had a lecturer doing this, a teacher, we call this person the lonely lover, because it's not gonna <laughs> yeah, the liar, you know, the beggar, chopper, we've seen a few choppers, yeah, choppers. Steve Jobs said we changed the entire music industry. It's quite an emphatic thing to do. So yeah, just watch out for them. But I have actually invited somebody up to the front of the room to talk, and he came up and he did this. So he actually was gonna fight everybody <laughs> in the room. And, was, and, he, and I, we played it back, and he couldn't believe it. So yeah, watch out for the hands. The hands can be confusing, and then obviously, there's the other, the old favourites, which is, you know, the schoolboy. Yeah, or, you know, the schoolboy like this. The Adam and Eve. Yeah, the Sergeant Major. Yeah, it's the, I've been on a presentation skill course, and I've been to all, all night. This is a power move. And it really works. No, it doesn't. <laughs> okay, so watch out for some cliches around that. Just try to be natural about trying to, you know, emphasize, use your hands as you get it across. Now, you will never connect with people unless you look visually at them. If I spend my time like this, I'm looking to hell and I want the ground to swallow me up. And it feels very weird for you lot. So please, you know, do not look to heaven. <laughs> Please don't look. You need to look the person in the eyes. The eyes, as we say, are the windows to the soul. You will never connect. Watch if you've got glasses, how they're used, especially when you're famous and you're on TV and the lights are shining in your glasses. Yeah, you need to consider reflection and the people can see your eyes. So yeah, just watch out for those. They're all well. and watch out. We did. I didn't know somebody who stared directly above people's heads when they spoke to them. How's that feel, Ollie? Yeah, yeah, it's very, very strict. You know? yeah. So look people in the eye. It's generally straightforward. If you got bad teeth, get them fixed. We want to see it. Okay? <laughs> I got. I got to spend six grand on one next week. So it's like I'm getting it fixed because rather than you know having having a gap. So you know we want to see the smile. Yeah. Now remember, what's funny to you can be offensive to somebody else. So be aware of humor, but we want it to smile. We want it to be fun. We want it to be good. So when putting all this together, we're going to do an elevator pitch. Now let me tell you about a story one day in Oman. I was down in Oman. I was going in. It's a really friendly place. If, if I could twin kind of, you know, Queenstown with a country in the Middle East, it would be Oman, and Muscat in Oman. Such a friendly place. People chat away to you wherever you go. I was in an elevator and this gentleman ran up the elevator and I started chatting to him. I was on my way up to the sixth floor to do a sales call with the Ministry of Information. But this guy had a business on the third floor. And in the space of literally two minutes traveling in the elevator, we did a deal. Yeah, and he asked me to come in and meet him. That's how friendly they were. And so that was like the original elevator pitch, you know what I mean, actually pitching. So the concept of an elevator pitch is that you're gonna give a short speech about who you are, what you do, in 60 seconds, or it could be 120 seconds, but it's a short pitch around who you are and what you do. So what should be contained in it? Well, here's some elements. I'll let you read through those. If you're not sure what to do, ask a question. Yeah, down the bottom is an example of one. That's ideally what you want it to be. You don't want it to be like, you know, yeah, you know, yeah, I, yeah, I sell golden products. <laughs> you, know, you want to try and expand a little bit on that. You know, you want to try and beef it out. Yeah, you want to try and have a, an element to it that kind of creates interest and allows them to ask a question of you. 
You don't want to spend the whole time talking about yourself either. You need to show some interest of the other person, otherwise they're going to sit there and go, okay, this guy loves himself, you know, or this girl knows too much. So it's about creating that conversation. The idea is to think in your mind now what you do and what your elevator pitch is and how you can connect. And when we split up in a moment now, you're going to have practice at doing that. The idea just how we're going to do that is you're going to break out into these chairs and there's five chairs there, right? So each person is going to get present themselves as they go around over three minutes. You get three minutes each person to present. So that's, you're going to meet, and we'll probably move that three times. So that's, that's a good group of people. You're going to, have to only have to do this three times tonight, but you're three or four times, and you're going to get the chance to actually pitch yourself to four other people. Yeah, so that, you're going to help you do that. By the way, business cards. Are we using business cards anymore? Who's got business cards? I got, I got my picture on mine. You got business cards? What's the alternative these days? What else are we using? The phone. The phone? Well, what I looked at, and you may not be aware of, is that LinkedIn has, it did actually have a scanning function in it. They've taken that out, but you can actually transfer your LinkedIn profile to each other. So if you go into LinkedIn, and you go to my network down at the bottom there, you'll find this little blue, blue bubble appears, and you can not add contacts, but scan a QR code. It will then produce your own QR code, which links to them, and you can scan somebody else's. So that's like a way of digitally transferring your details to somebody else. And I mean, my QR, my LinkedIn profile's got everything about me. So if you've, if you've got a good LinkedIn profile, people are learning everything you want in a business sense and getting connected with you. So you know, that's that's possibly another tool that you could use to just connect with other people. Let's just scan each other's uh, LinkedIn. Don't scan each other's Insta and Facebook. It's probably not worth a good idea, but you can do that as well. So, and there's, there's nothing wrong with a plain old business card either. You know, business cards work as well. What you used to be able to do on LinkedIn is actually scan who is in the room. You can search for all the people in the room, but they've, they've changed that. So now we're over to a bit of networking time. Are you ready to meet some people and do some elevator pitches? minute story to finish off. I went to a networking event very similar to this in the Middle East one night where I'm not sure they knew what networking events were. And I was presenting to these ladies and about you know what I what I did in PowerPoint and all that kind of stuff. And they said to me, why are you doing this? Why are you telling us about your business? And I said, because I'm here to do business and it's a business networking event. Why why are you here? And they said, oh we're here to find husbands. <laughs> What they've done is they've mixed singles networking and business networking together. And that's my idea for the next event. Okay. You don't know what sort of what sort of person you're gonna end up with, yeah? So, um, so, sorry ladies, I'm, I'm married by the way. Yeah, I'm already married, but yeah. Already yeah. Married, yeah. Yeah. He's already married, so he's all <laughs> So she's gonna run him by the magic of the internet, are you? You are right there, right?